This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is Holy Baptism with Eucharist for All Saints Sunday, November 6, 2022.
Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Redeemer. It is such a joy and a privilege to have the opportunity to worship with you today. We're so honored for the opportunity to be together. I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time or for the first time in a long time. It is such a joy to have you. And for those who are joining us on our live stream, we are so grateful that you have the opportunity to worship with us. You are always most welcome. If you'd like to get to know more about us, you can go on our website, redeemer-cincy.org. That's redeemer-cincy with a Y.org. And you can uh, tell us about yourself, and we can learn more about you, and you can learn more about us. After, oh gosh, we got a service today. We've got a lot going on. I'm so excited. Um, I want to tell you about after the service, though. Uh, after the service, I hope that you will stick around and stick with us. Uh, join us for coffee hour in the Great Hall after the service. We'll be hanging out in the Great Hall, getting to be together, and I'm very excited about that. As you can see, we're set up a little differently this morning. We are going to be baptizing uh, six new people into the life of this church, and I'm so excited about that. Uh, Andrew David Riddle, Caroline Elizabeth Riddle, Edie Francis Wittenberg, uh, Beckett Nicholas Dewey, and then we also have William Russell Hartnick and Lewis Russell Hartnick. Oh my goodness, so many people joining us through the sacrament of holy baptism. This is a great gift on this Feast of All Saints. And we are celebrating the Feast of All Saints today, which means you will also hear uh, the names of those in this community and connected to this community who have died in the last year. Uh, you will hear those names read aloud and prayed for during our Eucharistic prayer. Our annual giving campaign has begun. Some of you have already received your letters in the mail. Some of you haven't. I live about a half mile away and I haven't gotten mine yet, but some of you who are like five and 10 miles away have gotten them. So uh, I don't know how the mail works, but I know they're coming. But I also know that due to our fancy uh, Church of the Redeemer app, from which I am reading these announcements right now, I can make a pledge to the church right from my app. In fact, I'm gonna do that right in front of you all. I'm going to go to the app, I'm going to go to the giving thing, I'm going to say it's a pledge. Uh, here's my number from last year. I'm going to increase that by 8% because I'm aware of cost of living increases. So I'm going to make that, I'm going to make that thing, oh, I'm not going to give that much. There we go. That's the commitment. And then I'm going to hit the pledge button. And I have now pledged to the church that took me that long. Uh, I hope that you will consider doing that, whether it be online, on your phone, or through the, uh, the letter that you get uh, in the mail. Um, I've got a gift for those today. I'm really excited about this. We have a couple of these left over from our block party. We have Church of the Redeemer koozies. Some people call them beer koozies, but I like to think that they are koozies that also work for equally attractive non-alcoholic alternative drinks. And uh, um, for the first nine people who come up to me after the service and say, uh, I made my pledge online during the offertory, I will have this for you. You will get a koozie. I know, parting gifts at Church of the Redeemer. We only have a couple of them. I hope you'll grab one. Um, these are all the announcements I have, but my friend, uh, our music director, Brett, also has a couple announcements. I'm going to hand things over to him. Good morning, everyone. It is a new month, and it is a new gospel hymn. It is a familiar gospel hymn. It is Jerusalem, my happy home. So you have still no excuse not to sing along. Um, we will continue our practice of getting our intro from Michael, our organist, and we will sing it unaccompanied. We will sing verses one and two before the gospel reading and verse five after. And as I mentioned, since we're not wearing masks anymore, most of us, I can see if your mouths are moving or not. <laughs> so I'm gonna be looking out there and hope that you all will sing along with our gospel hymn. And of course, at any point where there's congregational music, you are encouraged, I don't wanna say required, strongly encouraged to participate in the life and worship of the church in that way. 
Uh, speaking of our organist, Michael, I just wanted to remind you that he is presenting a free concert this afternoon at 2 p.m. here in the sanctuary. You're going to see him play the organ and also play some things on the harpsichord. So, yes, we have a harpsichord here now, and he's going to play it. So if you've never heard anyone play that instrument live, this will be a great chance. It's 2 p.m. here in the sanctuary, free. I hope to see many, many of you there. Thanks very much. Thank you, Brett. Brett is Canadian, and that is the most passionate I've ever heard him be for you all, so that's pretty fantastic. It is time for us to worship together. I invite you please to stand as you are able for our opening hymn.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is one body, one spirit. There is one hope in God's call to us. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. <clears throat> Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Christ our Lord. Give us grace so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those ineffable joys that you have prepared for those who truly love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. reading from the book of Daniel. In the first year of King Belshazzar of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions in his head as he lay in bed. Then he wrote down the dream. I, Daniel, saw in my vision by night the four winds of heaven stirring up the great sea, and four great beasts came up out of the sea different from one another. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. Then, as I watched, its wings were plucked off and it was lifted up from the ground and made to stand on two feet like a human being. And a human mind was given to it. Another beast appeared, a second one, that looked like a bear. It was raised up on one side, had three tusks in its mouth among its teeth, and was told, Arise, devour many bodies. After this, as I watched, another appeared like a leopard. The beast had four wings of a bird on its back and four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this, I saw in the vision by night a fourth beast, terrifying and dreadful, and exceedingly strong. It had a great iron teeth and was devouring, breaking in pieces and stamping what was left of its feet. It was different. It was different from all the beasts that preceded it, and it had ten horns. Um, As for these four great beasts, four kings shall arise out of the earth, but the holy ones of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
reading from the Ephesians. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people, to the praise of his glory. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may also know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of this, his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the workings of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. For above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come, and he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The word of the Lord. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also, and from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you. God grant us serenity to accept the things that we cannot change, courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Please be seated. If any of you have ever done uh, couples counseling before of any kind, you may be familiar with the term harsh startup. A harsh startup is when your partner is trying to communicate something to you and it might actually be a really important thing and it might be filled with love, but they start with some words that are so jarring to your ears that you miss everything else that they say after that. A harsh startup. This, I think, is what it is like many times for Christians when Jesus speaks. A harsh startup. The blessed or the poor thing is fine. We don't mind hearing that doesn't bother us. We think, isn't that nice? Blessed who are hungry, blessed are those who cry. Really, it just sounds like he's describing the babies who are going to be baptized today. Crying, poor, hungry, that's about the same deal, right. But when he starts to get to the part where he says, woe to you who are rich, and woe to you who are full, and woe to you who are laughing, and woe to you who, when people speak well of you, all of us, all of a sudden, there's something inside of us that shuts down mainly because most of us are richer than anyone in the, la in the vast majority of human history. 
Even those of us who feel like we're struggling in the current economy are in a place of relative stability that the people of Jesus' time could not possibly comprehend. And many of us are doing even better than that. So whenever we hear Jesus say these words, first of all, I, I hear so many people go, oh, I got it, so poor people are going to heaven and rich people are going to hell. Great. And we immediately sort of shut down. Except Jesus doesn't talk about heaven and hell here. And this is a misunderstanding that we have because of the harshness of Jesus' words, because of the intensity of the thing he's trying to communicate to us. We oftentimes sort of say, we sort of write Jesus off. We don't want to admit that we do that. But we'll write Jesus off as sort of a religious idealist who says these things we couldn't possibly live into. So isn't it nice that he said them, but I have, to live, I have a life to live here and now. But Jesus doesn't say these people go to heaven and these people go to hell. In fact, what Jesus teaches is so consistent with everything that we hear Jesus say throughout the gospel according to Luke. And we've heard it throughout this year. If you've been with us, you've heard this over and over again, which is Jesus continuously trying to blow up this sort of false binary that into which we live. Wealth means stability and goodness and poverty means instability and the people who experience that are bad and we don't want to be like them, we want to be like this. He says over and over again that our concept of earthly wealth and stability is false. That the desire we have to create some kind of way that we can live that we'll never have to worry again and we will deserve it and, we'll be, and that'll prove that we're good he says that actually is false and doesn't work. And the only thing that matters, the only real wealth, is the eternal wealth, the unending wealth of the love that we share and the love that we carve out in this world with one another. To make relationships of love and care with one another and to create a community, yes, a society that embodies the love that proves and, and, and acknowledges the dignity of every single human being. This is the work. And the reality is that if we're focused on trying to make sure we are wealthy enough or full enough or happy enough or well-regarded enough, when we focus only on that, we have the capacity to ignore each other. We have the capacity to see each other only as either obstacles that get in our way or people that might help us on our way up. Jesus continuously seeks to explode that idea, to ruin it, so that we might turn towards each other and recognize the presence, the belovedness, the belonging of every single person right in front of us. What is getting in the way of you experiencing God's presence in the person right in front of you? For me, I have a hard time experiencing the presence of people right in front of me when they uh, believe different things than I believe, vote differently, act differently, or just get on my nerves. I have a long list of ways that I cannot see God in you. <laughs> and this is part of the problem. Is I see, my, I see the people around me as only reflecting God's presence when they're acting the way I want them to act. Or living the way I want them to live. And this is a shallow understanding of God. And at its core, one of, the, one of the most problematic things about being a people who seek wealth and security in earthly ways and to be well-regarded is deep down we think if we do those things, we will finally be worthy of love as if we could ever 
be worthy of love, as if that's how love works. We're chasing something we're never going to catch, which is that we can somehow secure our own belovedness by living just right, by accumulating the right amount, by becoming the right kind of person in the eyes of those around us. It doesn't work. So Jesus turns our attention towards one another. Look towards each other and see blessing. And look towards people you have historically ignored and marginalized and see blessing. You know, we love to make this whole Christian thing about what will be someday, right? How we'll get to heaven someday, we hope. Today we observe the feast of all saints and we remember the people who have died, who came before us, and we think of those who are saints as those who have died. That's how we think. Except every time the word saints is used in our scriptures, this word saints, the set-apart ones, the ones who are sanctified, it's actually just describing anyone who's been baptized. Which means you don't have to die to be a saint. Right now, living as you are, you are a saint. And I know what you're saying. Oh, I couldn't possibly be a saint, not me. Friends, it's not a compliment. I'm not telling you you're a good person. This is part of the problem with sainthood, is we think it's reserved for people who aren't us. But the reality is every single one of us in this space is being set apart to do the work of love and justice in this world right now. That's who we are. We're baptizing six people today, and when we baptize them, we are setting them apart for the work of love and mercy, peacemaking and justice in this world. That's what we are doing. And that's what we are called to do. It's who we are. This isn't about what will be. It's about what God is doing right now. And this is so difficult for us to comprehend. I think about these six young lives that we're celebrating today as we bring them into the life of this church. And the thing that I always think is amazing about, about young children is how we treat them, which is like less than people, right? We, we treat children like, what are you going to be when you're older? That's the most interesting thing to so many people about children is the, is the promise of what will be. I hear people who think they're well-intentioned say, oh, the children are the future of the church. No! They're the present of the church. They're not the future. They're here right now. They're not our future. They're the present. But we have this tendency to look at everything as what could be or might be or will be when right here and now these people are blessing us. The people that we love who have died that we now call saints, were they, did they walk around on earth acting like what we would consider saints acting like? And then, be honest, we love them in their death. When they were alive, were they perfect? That's not how sainthood works. It's not about perfection. It's about responding to the love that God has placed within you and sharing that love with the world around you however imperfectly you can, however imperfect you are. We recognize our sainthood, every single one of us. We proclaim it, not as saying we're all good, but as saying we are all, every single one of us, loved. 
And we are set apart in this world to share and spread that love, to help it grow, to participate with God in the reconciliation of this world. What would it look like if we saw these ones around us as not as what they will be, but what as they are right now? How they bless us currently. What if I could see my neighbor who is experiencing homelessness, not just as a project, someone to fix or someone to ignore, but as someone who is blessed by God right now and blesses me with their being, not for what they could or would be, but for who they are? What if I can learn more about who God is by connecting more deeply with the people around me that I have tended to ignore, disagree with, walk away from. And if I can recognize God's presence there in the imperfect face of my neighbor, I may even be able to see God's presence in myself. The hardest thing, I think, for all of us to recognize God's presence, God's love, God's heart within ourselves. But this is the work of the Christian. What does it look like? It's not a mystery. Jesus says to anyone who will listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the basic instruction of the saint's life. We will live it however imperfectly we will seek to live it. And if you think this sounds difficult, if you think this sounds impossible, try sticking in your little binary of trying to have just enough to be secure and be okay in this world and act like that actually works. It doesn't work, friends. Allow Jesus to destroy that binary and allow us to be liberated to love one another. To love one another for who we are and not for who we wish we could be. Allow yourself to recognize your own belonging and the belonging of the person right in front of you so that all of us with the communion of the saints may participate with God in the work of love that is God's kingdom here and now. In Jesus' name.
the candidates for holy baptism will now be presented. If the parents God and godparents will please stand. Will you be responsible for seeing that the child you present is brought up in the Christian faith and life? Will you by your prayers and witness help this child to grow into the full stature of Christ? Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your savior? Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? Do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord? Will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support these children in their life in Christ? We will. Let's do that again. That's everybody here. <laughs> Why don't we stand for that? Will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support these children in their life in Christ? We will. Please remain standing as we renew our baptismal vows. Let us join with these who are committing themselves to Christ and renew our own baptismal covenant. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in the prayers? I will, God's Will you persevere in resisting evil? And whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God and Christ? Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Will you 
Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? Let us now pray for Beckett Nicholas, Lewis Russell, William Russell, Andrew David, Caroline Elizabeth, and Edie Francis, who are to receive the sacrament of new birth. Deliver them, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, hear our prayer. Open their hearts to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill them with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Grant, O Lord, that all who are baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, your Son, may live in the power of his resurrection and look for him to come again in glory, who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt into the land of promise. In it, your son, Jesus, received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now sanctify this water, we pray you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that those who here are cleansed from sin and born again may continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Congregation. you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Beckett, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism, and marked as Christ's own forever. Amen. Amen.
Okay, but we need to fill over here. Lewis Russell, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Okay, stand right here by your friends. Okay. Wow. William Russell. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hi, William. Will. Will, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism, and marked as Christ's own forever. Amen. Amen. David, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hey, Andrew. Hey. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Amen. 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 Caroline Elizabeth, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Caroline, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Amen. Amen. Francis, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You are so good. Yay, Edie. Hi, Edie. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Amen. Amen. Is anyone who has not uh, been baptized? Is anyone who has not been baptized yet, having seen this baptism and spoken these words, want to come up and receive the sacrament of baptism at this time? All right, we continue. Okay. Let us pray. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit you'll be spilled upon these, your servants, the forgiveness of sin, and have raised them to the new life of grace. Sustain them, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give them an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. Amen. Amen. Let us welcome the newly baptized. We receive you into the household of God, confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, and share with us in his eternal priesthood. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as an offering and sacrifice to God. Please be seated.
Please stand as you are able. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Because in Jesus Christ, our Lord, you have received us as your sons and daughters, made us citizens of your kingdom, and given us the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation and the calling of Israel to be your people. In your words spoken through the prophets and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus, your son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the savior and redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory. And we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ and bring us to that heavenly country where with all your saints, especially those who have died this past year, Mike Smead, 
Susan Larned, Nancy Ann Houghton, John Reese, Carolyn Koval Johnson, Desmond Tutu, John Wyant, Samuel Fought, David Richards, Nancy Borup, Jerry Kennedy, David Frensky Horseman, William M. Runyon, Linda McKernan, Ari Juani, Trudy Pizzuto, William Lanouet, Bob Bowling, Lindell Beecham, Cam Sanders, Russ Gerlach, Fred Burke, Robert Louis Vodapak, Garrett Walker, Jaipal Singh, Rachel Clark, Scott Crothers, Mark Pierce, Ursula Hassel, Anne Heche, Frederick Buchner, Bill Prosser, Alan Mansler, Paul Rashi, David Campbell, Ira Keishan. We may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. These are the gifts of God for the people of God.
in the name of God and on behalf of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We who are many are one body because we all share one bread, one cup. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. And now may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you all the days of your lives. Amen.
Let us go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah.